excited that you've joined us. In today's discussion, we'll examine managing high-pressure jobs and juggling life along the way. Sister friends, we got this. We're in the workforce, climbing the corporate ladder, balancing career, family, and personal life. We got this. It can be more than challenging. The struggle is real. So let's talk. Welcome to Sister Friends Cups and Conversation. I'm your host, Teresa Cooper, and I'm glad that you've joined us today around the table. I've got some special guests with me, and uh, I want to introduce them to you. If you've noticed, uh, Miss Catherine Young, it's another episode. <laughs> She's not here. She had a job, uh, out-of-state job uh, that she had to do. Okay. Yes, I'm traveling. <laughs> so we miss you, Kathy. Um, but Miss Lucretia Church. Yes. Uh, is filling in for her today and so I'm glad that she's um, at the table with me. Many of you might recognize her voice and even her name because she is our director of Sister Friends Cups and Conversation yes. and she's the co- now okay <laughs> and she's the co-producer and so we're going to tease with her a little bit today because she's at the table. Normally she's behind the camera giving all the instructions and directing us and we just so happen to be talking about high pressure jobs. High pressure jobs. And so she be putting on the pressure, but today the pressure is going to be on her, how she fills this seat for Miss Catherine Young. And then we have Miss uh, Shakaya Myers. Yes, hello. Yes, at the table with us. And Shakaya is a Bossier City firefighter. Yes, yes, I am. So we're glad to have you, Shakaya. Glad to be here. And then we have <laughs> oh, Monique hi. Cooper at the table with us today. And Monique is a 911 operator for the city of Shreveport. Yes. And uh, we're glad to have her at the table with us today. So Sister Friends Cups and Conversation, this is going to be a great conversation. I'm excited. Yes, we're talking high pressure jobs. And uh, before we start, I want to introduce our cup. And our cup today uh, represents uh, femininity, woman power, mm -hmm. and um, just taking charge in all that we do because we got it like that. Okay. okay. Yes. yes. And so here's, yes. You want to take a sip to Take that. a sip to that, yes. <laughs> because we're talking high pressure jobs and women are in all genres of the workforce today. Would yeah. you say? Yeah. They're everywhere. You, I mean, they're not as there's. A, a, I'm sure uh, quite a few places where females can be, you know, more represented. But um, like never before, this is not the world of our our mothers, or especially not my mother. And and so um, females are just soaring and rising to the corporate ladder in all areas. And uh, with that comes pressure. Uh, breaking through in male-dominated uh, environments. And so we just want to talk today about what that looks like because we have here uh, two public servants. Yes. 
One's a firefighter and one's a 911 operator. Mm -hmm. And then uh, Miss Lucretia Church is an author. Um, she's a director. She's a public speaker. Yeah. She's a psalmist, a world traveler, and well, a preacher on. of the gospel. <laughs> come on here. Well, come on. Come on. <laughs> Woo, I'm like, so, wow. yes. Amen. Uh, so she's very multifaceted. Amen. And so um, with all of those things that we're doing and all those spaces that we are now residing come certain levels of pressure. Yeah. And not to say that there's not pressure um, as a school teacher, there's yeah. pressure as a stay-at-home mom, um, but there's a different kind of pressure in um, a, in the corporate world or in the in the public sector. So, you know, um, Shakaya, let me ask you a question. Yes. Why do you want to be why did you want to be a firefighter and what is it about running into danger <laughs> that you know you decided to make a career out of that right well uh, it started as a little girl okay uh, my dad was a firefighter i didn't know that yes, in the military um so he inspired me when i was young and then growing up learning more about the uh, fire department it was everything i wanted okay it was helping people getting the um help you know, out in the community, even the sick, elderly, just hands on. You know, I didn't want to be in the office all the time. Okay. So being out, helping, and everything I wanted to do, wrapped in one. So. Okay. Well, let me just tell you the first thing that comes to my mind when I think of firefighting and being a firefighter. And I, I almost the same thought when it comes to um, being in the police. I'm like, you know, what I, I don't want to die for a stranger. I, I don't. <laughs> I mean, there's people that you you know you're right. proof that there's people that will do that, but I don't. Well, and so, what what know. characteristics? What, what what's you know what was in you that would make you you know say I I will fight a fire to save someone? Right. Uh, uh, to be honest, I don't know. Okay, <laughs> like, that's a good answer. Running into a fire, you're not thinking about. Oh, I'm gonna die for saving this person. Yeah. You're thinking about just going in and bringing them out. Okay. And so it's like a adrenaline pump. You don't you don't think about yourself. You just okay. want to go in, get them, and yeah. get out. So are you a natural risk taker? I would say I am. Okay, okay. So there, so that would th yeah. that would be a character. I'm I'm a scared of heights. Uh, <laughs> so you know, she ain't I'm not no ladders to go yeah, get nobody's get cat no, out of I'm the sorry. Um, yeah, sorry, caddy. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we do all that. So okay, it's everything: ladders, climbing buildings. It's everything. The holding the fire hose. That's heavy. You got to carry your own weight sometimes. Yeah. So. It's a lot, but it can be done. It can, wow. absolutely, you're proof that it can be done. Right. Yeah. And so um, how many females were in your department? Well, when I first got hired, I was the only one. And so that was an adjustment. I think even more so for the men versus myself. Um, you know, men not used to, well, they weren't used to working with a woman. So I okay. could tell they were always on their, you know, P's and Q's trying to, you know, but... I mean, and they have to though. They have to nowadays, honestly, right? With all the different laws and you know right. people, harassments and stuff. So right. there's mm -hmm. the there's really that expectation that look, I got to be a little careful when right, I'm right. when I am yeah. in the presence of the other gender. Right. And right. I think they were worried about me being able to carry my own weight, but you know I got in there, proved myself. You know I can I can hold my. You own. could do this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. So I, I fit right in, so it, it's good. Okay. Now, um, Monique, let me ask you. Now, what's the um, the legal professional name? I know I said nine one one operator, but the city of Shreveport. What do they call you? 
Well, the 911 operator or term dispatcher is like the common term most people use. Mm -hmm. Shreveport, we're Shreveport Police Communications Officers. Shreveport Communications Officer yes. for the police. Yes. Okay. Yes. The Sheriff's Office, they have their own people. The Fire Department, they have their own dispatchers for Shreveport. I know mm -hmm. those are set up a little bit different, but we are considered communications officers. Okay, communications yes. officers for the police. I've never heard that term. Um, I think it's a great term. It's befitting. It gives you um, a level of sophistication versus where people just say, well, they're just a 911 operator. Which and really most people what most people do because <laughs> that's, that's all that we do there. right but you're really the communication officer yes. you you aid the police yes. in doing their job yes. and is there it's a serious job yes and if you don't <laughs> respond the correct way are there penalties and severities yes. of how you communicate with the community and when they call 911 yes we have a set standard of rules that go across the board. Whether you're on the phones and you're taking calls, we get non-emergency calls, we get 911 calls, we get medical calls. Okay. Sometimes the fire department, their calls will roll over to us, so we still have to know how to give CPR on the phone. I've had a lady in labor on the phone. Um, we've had people choking. We've had heart attacks. Oh, my so goodness. All of that, we still have to be able to give pre-arrival instructions while we're sending the fire department out to assess them out, you know. We do ultimately send the call back to the fire department, but we have to be able to do those calls in case the fire department's not able to actually take it. Um, the citizens can sue you. The citizens can <laughs> sue Wait, you. Can they sue you? They the, can the, sue the department. You can be sued because you are trained to know how to do these things. Okay. So it's a, it's, it's a whole lot of, Training. Yeah, but yeah, you well, that was going to be my next time. question. Like, is there like just a a a handbook that says say this if they call because somebody's choking, well, or do yes. you have to be quick Actually, on your feet? Yes, there okay. are EMD guide cards. They give you pre-arrival instructions. You are to follow those to the T. If you stray from those guide cards and someone dies because you did not give the proper CPR instructions, you are liable. And the city is also liable. Well, liable wait a minute now. First thing. of all, yes. you don't know. You don't. You can't. You can't, you can't track who's <laughs> calling. You don't. The, the, it's random. Right. So how you got to be really quick on your well, feet to know. Well, every call is recorded. So if somebody comes on, the phone beeps immediately. Uh huh. So they they they'll tell you. Well, our first. First of all, our first thing is where are you? Okay. That's our biggest concern. If we can't find you, nothing else really matters. So if they say, my wife, she's, she feels like she's having a heart attack. We got our guide card sitting right here. You flip it, you go immediately to it. They have pre-arrival instructions, everything that tells you exactly what to do. It tells you how to keep them calm. It tells you about their ask about medications and it gives you symptoms that okay. you should be looking for for that person. As so well. you can't be sleep on a job. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, and, and I wanted to say something because a part of the description or your title is communications officer, officer mm -hmm. right? So you have to be able to communicate right. correctly mm. to all those, to yes. those that are calling also to the officers, you, yes. you know, because I would think that now that's pressure. If you get one thing wrong, that could mean a yes. person's life. Yes. Like, okay, we're looking for, uh, you need to look for someone in a green shirt. Right, you know, yes. and you communicate something other than a green shirt, and that could be that could be detrimental. It could be deadly, yes. actually. So that I mean, to me, that would be that's pressure, extreme pressure. Yeah, I, mean, I don't, I don't want to do it. 
Yeah, I it, it's and, and and you don't know the calls can change. How many calls do you get a day? That phone never stops. It Ooh. never stops. We may get you know a brief period of downtime. That's when everybody's kind of like <laughs> yeah. scared. Like, wait, it's a little bit too quiet. Yeah, right. something's going on. But um, every now and then, you know, we'll get a little bit of a rest. But every shift has their own types of calls that comes in. Okay. I work on graveyard, so can imagine the things that happen at night. Um, and I mean, the training, it, it takes you a year before they actually allow you to go and do this on your own. It's not like you just do this for a short period of time and then they let you go. Right. You have to be monitored. They evaluate you daily. You're recorded as soon as you walk in. Actually, as soon as you come onto the property, you're recorded. But you're recorded at all times in that, bu that building. So anything that you say, they already know that, you know. It was wow. Funny. So as you're learning, as we're sitting here learning at the table today amongst sister friends, um, firefighting is oh, not no. uh, <laughs> for everyone and you have to be willing to give your life. Wow. And then when we just haphazardly say it's the 911 operator, that we're really doing them a disservice because they're actually um, communication um, officers. officers for the police. And it is a life and death uh, responsibility that these ladies carry every day. And I'm sure that it takes a toll on them emotionally, mentally. I mean, you have to be like on your, like have your, um, your internal compass has to be pretty even because I, would, I would, wouldn't want to answer the 911 call and I'm in a bad mood today. Or, you know, you, you know, I mean, how do you all manage that? It's just kind of, I always tell when I train someone, when you come there, it's hard to do, but we all have our outside lives that yeah. we have things going on. When you come there, you have to leave. There's no room in that building for anything outside. You can use your moral you know, guidance and things like that to have compassion and things like that for people, but if you have something going on in your daily life, it's not the place you might need to take off that day. Right, you check because, it at the door. Yes, it can actually affect how you perform that day. It could affect your level of compassion for the citizens and your attention to detail that we do need for officer safety and okay. for the citizen safety as well. So um, it's just one of those things where you have to know how to divide. Right, because that. the police are depending on you to communicate correctly to right. them um, the what the 911 uh, situation is. Yes. And so if you're if you're overwhelmed or if you miscommunicate or if you get do you have to detach to a certain degree from your own emotions? You absolutely do because you don't know what you're going to experience. Wow. Every call comes in there maybe similar, may have some similar calls, but ultimately no call is going to be exactly the same. And uh, even when we get a non-emergency call, it can start off as just a you know, we're having a verbal dispute and someone easily can be shot by the end of that call. So you can't assume anything on a call. You can't bring your personal feelings about anybody's personal life, you know. Okay. Or if they would have left, you know, like, you know, you can't do anything. Right, there's no room for it, yeah, implicit personal. bias right. or, um, in any form. Because right. um, some people try to read people by the phone. Right. Like what, how their tone, there's no room for tone. Yeah. Um, you just have to follow the, 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 the rules yes. of the guidelines that they've set before yes. you to help make sure that you're properly communicating yes. uh, to the police so that they can do their job. So, Shakaya, is there any type of um, 
does your you, does your job um, sector um, I don't know if that if that's the right word but intersect with the 911 operators um, do you guys work in conjunction together as firefighters uh, we do actually um, last night for example um, we, we were on scene first the fire department okay um, handling a guy who was highly intoxicated and he wouldn't cooperate with us so we had to call for police to come and help us so we, we interact with each other okay on the, street, on the streets often okay yeah, we help each other out wow well let me ask you about um, male dominant environment I don't I know you mentioned that earlier that for firefighting it was predominantly you know male environment right. you, you were the first female yes. and I think were you the first african-american yes so you had a double double yes okay so you were female yeah all right and what was that experience like I mean was it um, I'm sure they were welcoming because of the historical um, aspect of it, but just on the real, right. you know what I mean? Like, how are you really fitting in, and and um, is that working out, or are there you know certain areas where you still find it tough? Um, I don't find it tough at all. Okay. Um, like I mentioned earlier, I think it was more an adjustment for the men, um, but I didn't really think about it as me being the only female okay. at first. It, it wasn't like a major concern for me because I've worked with only men before. So um, You have worked with only men before? Yeah, my previous job. Okay. I was the only female there. So it's And what just, did you do previous? Um, casino. I worked okay. in a casino. Okay. So uh, it was an easy adjustment for me. For you. Yes. Okay. But I think too, you, you mentioned earlier that you kind of had it in your mind already what you wanted to do and I don't think that how how they would act the men on the job was was going to persuade you to think any other way right. like you were already determined right. and and I like how you said that you use the uh you use the pressure basically to yeah. to fuel her. Uh -huh. You know what I'm saying? She <laughs> takes the pressure and says, "Like I'm gonna go tackle something right. now," instead of allowing the pressure to tackle you or right. to restrict you. You use it and you press against um, and do whatever it is that right. you got to do. There are moments I've ran into where they'll they'll be guys that be like, "Hey, y'all help her," and I'm like, "I, I got it. You know, I, yes. I, 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 yes. I can pull this, yes. or I can help this person <laughs> up." You know, I don't need help all the time. So, but know? have you ever at any time said? You know, I'm tired today. I'm going to let them help um, me today. I mean, in the middle of the night, sure. <laughs> <laughs> right. I mean, you get that 3 o'clock call in the morning, you're kind of tired. Right. So, yeah, can y'all help me? Well, I mean, yeah. it's, men, it's men and women. I mean, right. men get tired, too. You know, Absolutely. help me with this Absolutely. or whatever we got to. Right. You know, so we're, you're pulling it together. And I think that that's a part of it. It's not just, okay, just looking at the fact that it's a woman or right. looking at the fact mm -hmm. that it's a man. It's a high-pressure job. I'm here to do the job. Right. And, I, and when I can't do it, then um, then maybe I don't need to be there. But mm -hmm. if I can't do it and I need help, then, hey, just right. help me just because the job itself needs help. So do you think that there's a, a point where you get beyond the gender and it's just, this is my teammate? This is my my firefighter buddy, or you right, know. Yes. So it it doesn't really matter. You're there to help each other make it through the shift, exactly. make it through I the mean, night, stay alive. Teamwork. Yeah, teamwork. teamwork. Yeah, okay. Absolutely. Well, um, Matthew eleven and twenty nine is a scripture because um, we can all of us have um, pressures that we're carrying every day, 
in whatever um, area of work that we're in. But Matthew 11 and 29 says, take my yoke upon you. Let me teach you because I am humble and gentle at heart and you will find rest for your souls. What I love is, is that God provides, um, he, he invites us to come to him and that he'll, he'll teach us and he'll teach us his way. And in going and, and learning from him and sitting at his feet, uh, we find rest for our souls. And so um, let me ask you about uh, mental toughness. Um, what does that look like for you as a um, communications officer? definitely can get a little challenging from time to time it depends on actually what's going on mm -hmm. and again you know you have your personal life but um, sometimes your personal life can bleed over into your job where if you get a certain type of call I'm more sensitive to calls with children involved yeah. so that kind of weighs on me a little bit I have had several calls where you know it you know made me feel a little bit uncomfortable but mm -hmm. It made me perform better. Though. Yeah. Right. Wow. So um, you definitely have to kind of, you know, keep your guard up for sure, not to be able to carry some of that stuff home with you too. Mm -hmm. So yeah. yeah. What's the What's one of the craziest nine one one calls you've ever gotten? Call. Yeah. Actually, well, again, I'm sensitive to children. I had a child on the phone. I thought we get a lot of kids that play on nine one one for whatever reason. Oh. Yes. Okay. And Teach your kids not to play <laughs> yeah. with 911. Yeah. But I did have a, it was a child that was about five and um, her mom was actually having a medical emergency. She kept calling and hanging up, but something told me to call her back the third time. We called okay. the call twice. I called her back the third time. I didn't have to. And the mom actually got on the phone and she passed out. So I knew it was an adult there. The child was, the, I got the address from the mom, barely. But I stayed on the phone to that child told me all the things that was happening with the mom about her kidneys. Oh, okay. and she was five. Wow. She had a one year old oh. brother in the house with her. And I stayed on the phone with her and talked to her the whole time until I heard the fire department make forced entry into their apartment. So, you know, it can be a little tough, like I said, and then other calls like home invasions when mm -hmm. somebody's actually physically breaking into a person's house while you're on the phone with them, things that are active you know, shootings that are actively yeah. going on, those are, you know, some of the harder ones to do. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, let me ask both of you this. Um, being uh, in the positions that you all have been in and working with the, the general public the way that you've been working with them, how has it changed um, your view or opinion about humanity in a negative or positive way? I would say that I mean, a answer honestly without losing your job. <laughs> <laughs> it definitely makes, I would just say I've always been a cautious person by nature. However, there are things that I will not do okay. at all anymore. And it does make me a little sad to see, you know, the kind of degradation of how people at, react to each other and, okay. you know, families and just nobody want to enjoy the sunshine outside like I'm like you can't even have a sunny day without just craziness going on so so is that a safe way to say that when the sun is out people get more 911 calls well I mean it could be sunny rainy okay. whatever but I'm just saying I don't feel like people know how to really enjoy life anymore yeah. and they you know we beg to go out if 
you know, I'm like, man, I wish I didn't have to be in these closed walls all day. They have a great sunny day outside and they're just out there cutting up, you know. So I don't, you know, I don't think that people really know how to treat each other anymore, for sure. Like, you could be just a regular family function and now we got 50 officers out there just yeah. because somebody had loud music and the neighbors, everybody's fighting. Like, you know, it's like anything that sparks people you know, they don't know how to coexist yeah. anymore so yeah what about you Shakaya? has your perception of humanity changed since you've been a firefighter in a good or, or, or negative way uh, I mean just to piggyback off of what she said uh, that's true uh, I mean she get the call and we have to go check on them and people sometimes I, <laughs> I don't know yeah. Well, let me ask you, Lucretia, um, you're multifaceted. You're wearing all these different hats. Um, you're a public servant in your own right as a preacher of the gospel. Um, how, what is that pressure like, especially because you, you convey the gospel through print word, through speaking, through music, arts, directing, theater, and now you're, you've been directing uh, Sister Friends Cups and Conversation. And how have you managed um, that pressure and just those different responsibilities? Um, would you like to speak on that? I do. Um, I had to really think about that. Like, yeah. I was like, high pressure in my, you know, I'm not climbing trees or ladders <laughs> and I'm not doing, you know, I'm not answering calls. But I do think about that when I do get the calls late, late in the evening of, you know, a person wanting to commit suicide yeah. or, or that they're not doing well, um, they're fighting with their spouse, you know, different things like that, or a child that's going crazy in the home. And it's important how I respond to mm -hmm. them because what I say to them can ultimately like change the situation right. in a negative or a positive way and even when I'm out preaching the gospel I am responsible for the right. things that come out of my mouth because people's souls um, and ultimately that's what you all are responsible for you know to a degree you have people's souls there and they're depending on you and there's this level of expectation that when I call this person that that person can help so I, I look at that and I'm going God okay this is the awesome responsibility how do I handle it right. and so how, do, how I navigate through it is honestly I ask the Holy Spirit to help me you know Jesus said that he would send us a helper he right. was going to go away but he would send us a helper send us help yeah mm -hmm. and the helper the Holy Spirit he's the one that when we don't know what to do when we are feeling overwhelmed if we feeling like this is just too much pressure like okay what do I tell this uh, young girl who's sitting here saying that she doesn't want to live anymore um, Holy Spirit will say say this or right don't say that or, right you know and it, it's important to to stop for a moment and be calm and be level and get your emotions under control, Lucretia. Um, because sometimes, you know, you really just want to tell them, look, cut it out. You know, you, you know, right. but you can't do those kinds of things. And so you just get it under control and, and Holy Spirit will say, just calm down and say this. Yeah. And and I've noticed that when I've done that in obedience and I've not always obeyed the Holy right. Spirit sure. in those high pressure situations. Um, but when I have obeyed him, he has I have seen him literally shift the situation and I've seen people's hearts change or the situation right. change. Right. You know Drastically. what I'm saying? Absolutely. Yeah. Well, let me give you some, some, um, some tips 
and you ladies can agree with these and, and let us know if we're on the right track uh, on managing um, high pressure situations or high pressure jobs. I consider my job a high pressure job. And you're like, whoa, well, how is that? Listen. I work with my husband. <laughs> we work together, and we've worked together now for 26 years. You get a break from your spouse because they go to work at 8 o'clock uh, for 8 hours, not 8 o'clock. Well, they may go to work at 8, but they go away for 8 hours, and then you all meet back up at home, correct? Okay. Well, I go to work with my husband. Yeah. So we're like glued to each other. I've been there. I know what you yes. mean. Yes. So that's a high stressor. So let me give you some tips. Track your stressors. Keep a journal. Yeah. For uh, for a week or two to identify your stressors, the things that trigger you, okay, and uh, also the things that help calm you and how you respond to them. How how do you respond in high stress situations? Like Monique, you mentioned children. You so so when you get calls about kids, you probably immediately start okay calming yourself, stealing yourself, right. um, because you know you're more sensitive to children. Uh, develop healthy responses. Learn how to develop healthy responses. You probably had to figure that out. Like when when you f first fire, you were like, "Yes, fire! <laughs> I'm coming to the rescue!" <laughs> and then you know, then you got yeah, in that right. fire. You were like, "Oh, you know, right, exactly." Um, so you had to develop healthy responses. Right. Yeah. Slow your breathing. You got yeah. that big old helmet on, yes. and you could I don't know, you could mess yourself up if you're not breathing right with that big old. Right? Yes. Okay. So develop healthy responses. Establish boundaries. Know your boundaries. Okay. Um, take time to recharge. Do you guys do that? Take time to recharge. You have to. Yes. Learn how to relax. Um, talk to your supervisor. If 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 there's if the your coworkers are stressing you out, then um, you know take advantage of HR and your supervisors. Okay. And then get some support. Mm -hmm. So those are some action steps that we can do and that we can take to help manage the stresses that we might encounter every day um, in our careers or in our occupations or on our jobs. You know, um, you might be watching and you're like, I'm not a firefighter. I'm not a, um, a, 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 a communications officer uh, for the police. I'm not an author or preacher. I don't work with my husband. <laughs> I work at McDonald's. Well, you know, McDonald's can be a high-stress job That's because you got young people, you got customers coming and going, and people yelling at you through the uh, automated system because the fries is cold. So it doesn't really matter what what job that you're occupying right now. Um, the the key that we're, we're that we're wanting to relay is, is that stress. Um, comes up and so if you follow these tips um, we, we uh, guarantee that um, you'll be able to help manage um, some of your stress levels mm -hmm. and so thank you ladies for uh, being around the table with us this was very informative and <laughs> helpful and you <laughs> did good nice. you did good director but we sure miss Kathy, we miss you, Kathy. <laughs> thank you for joining us see you next week bye-bye what a great conversation we had today. Hopefully we've provided you with some useful tools and wisdom to help you conquer your day. Take the pressure off, step back, and allow God to be great in you. You can do it. Thanks for joining us for this week's episode. And don't forget to check us out across the social media platforms. We like to quickly recognize one of our sponsors, 
the local GEICO office here in Shreveport, you can receive a quote on your auto, home, or life insurance by calling them at 318-742-3600.